0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel again today. And in today's video, we're going to talk about three converging threats. Yes, threats that I think that you need to be aware of personally. Now, as always, these are not typical threats that the media is covering. In fact, they actually do the opposite and they tell you these aren't threats. These are good for you. Well, I'm going to tell you today a polar uh, opposing view as to why I don't think these three things are good for you. And especially now we have a lot of evidence coming out which shows that these things are definitely not going to be good for you, especially as they're converging all at the same time. So let's start with the easiest one then. I want to start with this new central bank digital currency in the eurozone. So we'll only touch upon this, then we'll go into the more serious stuff Um, and these are a NATO exercise for a global cyber attack which is very interesting because it actually covers what I talked about with the UK Bank of England central bank digital currency which is setting up the new currency separate to the old British pound so they've just happened to do a cyber attack exercise for that and then the last part is all around the AI which is integrating with all of this and it is crazy when you start putting all this Together. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle. So, the European Central Bank has just put out this new document, then. This is their third report on their central bank digital currency, the digital euro. So, they launched this sort of phase one, as it were, in October of 2021. When we looked at it then, there wasn't really a huge amount to report on. Of course, this was all conspiracy theory. There was no such thing as a central bank digital currency when I first started talking about this in early 2020. But now, of course, we know that like a lot of conspiracy theories, I hate that phrase, they are all sort of coming true at the moment. And this is definitely one So it was the second quarter, so Q2 of 2023, which is now, that they've just put out this new uh, proposal, this new paper, and that is the regulations to establish the digital euro. And it's quite interesting to say the least. It's going to be called the Euro system. That's the framework that this is going to be on. And one thing I always find interesting with every single one of these CBDC papers that I've read, it doesn't matter where it is around the world, it's almost all the same wording. It's as if either they're all copying each other or somebody else at a higher level is giving them the information and giving them exactly how to do it and what to say, because the phases and the timeline here that I'm looking at, they're all very similar in terms of how to go about doing this. This paragraph is always the same as well. It says that they will assess the outcome of the investigation phase and then they say the period. So in this case, it's autumn of 2023. And then they'll decide on the basis of this assessment, whether or not to move on to a next phase. Again, it's the same paragraph for all of them. They're now looking at the issuance, the design, the implementation, the governing council, and a prototype. So they are moving really, really quickly. But I did highlight one Page Here that is really crucial because there's no point me going over the whole document because it is almost the same as the digital pound document. So If you haven't watched that, please, I highly recommend that you watch that because it goes into all the depth and nefarious aspects of the digital currency and why it's not a good thing. So this is what I found really bizarre about it. It's called conditional payments. It says conditional payments should not be mistaken for programmable money. Now, we talked about that with a digital pound. Programmable money is very different. This is where they put restrictions on what you can buy. So they might say, oh, you've already had one beef burger this month, so you're not allowed another beef burger. You're only allowed a mealworm burger, for example, because you've actually fulfilled on your criteria of, you know, GHGs and everything else. So that's all you can have. Well, this is very clear in saying that they will not use this as programmable money. So this is the first CBDC that I've seen, that I've studied all of them almost, apart from some of the African nations and a couple of the Southeast Asians that I haven't studied. But the majority of them I've studied, this is the first time I have seen this paragraph where they categorically state that they will not be using it. And it says, the euro system has therefore concluded that a digital euro would never be programmable money. Well, I find that quite a stretch and hard to believe. They may say that now, but I'm pretty sure that they are gonna do a U-turn on that later. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt for the time being. The other thing they talk about, which I haven't seen some other currencies talk about, is how they're gonna link this infrastructure to other CBDCs around the world. And they talk about a set of contractual agreements and lots of other complex things. But if you think about that, this is very similar to how Forex operates, so foreign exchanges, in that a lot of people think that the money actually transfers and then it goes this way it it, it doesn't. What actually happens is a contract takes place between the currency. So the currency doesn't actually move from one place to another. So I think that's what they're talking about here with the CBDC is that it's not actually going to go anywhere. It's just going to be based on contracts. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is this NATO cyber attack exercise. So this is different to the Polygon or Cyber Polygon, which is conducted under the WEF every year. This is something completely different. This is from NATO. A total of 29 financial services organizations, including Barclays, Santander, and MasterCard, have come together under the F-C-I-S-A-C, anyway, it's some financial group, to do this NATO exercise, which is, no. I'm not going to tell you the big long name because it's this long, but all you need to know is it's called Locked Shields, and they do this every year, this exercise, but this year it's a little bit different, and I'll tell you why. This is the this is the outcome of it. They designed the 2023 financial sector scenario in the strategic exercise which simulates real life payment system outages by a central bank. We'll come to this in a moment. And the cascading impacts on the financial system. Think about that for a moment. What have we been talking about? What do we talk about when the digital pound and some of the other currencies launch, they talk about how, and they put this in black and white in their document, this is going to be a separate new currency to the old fiat currency. Remember, it won't be, well, it will sort of still be fiat, which is you know, the the Latin word, but it will sort of still be based on the fiat aspect of it. But remember that the main difference, if we look at the seven fundamentals of money, the main difference will be that this will not have any physicality to it. It will only be digital, whereas the fiat has cash, so paper, banknotes, coins, etc. So what I do find really interesting about this is, as I've said a lot of times when I was in the military as a soldier, We would do exercises. Why do you do exercises? Because it's preparing you for the most likely outcome. Do you do exercises based on things that are very unlikely to occur? No, it would be a waste of resources. Why would they bring together all of these different countries? And it's actually staggering how many countries got involved in this. It was 3,000 participants from 38 different countries. How many CBDCs are there about to be launched? Have a look at that and you might notice an interesting pattern. So what are they talking about here then? Well, they're talking about this outage from a major central bank. How could that occur? What might trigger that? I think it could be the implementation of a new central bank digital currency. That to me, if you just follow all the evidence and you look at this logically and, and rationally, That is what this says to me, that something may happen. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying, thinking through this logically, this is definitely a risk. And they talk about this keyword cascading effect to financial payments and the entire financial system. Well, that's exactly what they talk about when they hint towards the implementation of the central bank digital currency. So this is not good at all. And it's just interesting how it mirrors a lot of the stuff that we looked at with the cyber polygon, which is also preparing us for this major cyber attack, which was between 2021 and 2025. They didn't say exactly when it's going to occur or if it will indeed occur. But we're now halfway through that forecast. So the odds have gotten a lot shorter. But the final thing I just wanted to touch upon then was this massive risk of artificial intelligence, so AI. AI isn't something I talk about a huge amount on the channel because it is an enormous topic. And sometimes when I do specific AI videos, they've never really got many views. So I try and only really sort of bring it into key videos. So I was doing some research today, especially because there's been a lot of news out on this AI advisor, Matt Clifford, who is part of the UK government advisory panel, and he's made a lot of um, sort of dire forecasts at the moment. AI will surpass human intelligence very shortly, and it could wield control over crucial aspects of society, including the creation of bioweapons that could be used against humans and extensive cyber attacks. So he's talking about how he thinks that this AI could be used or could use itself to create cyber attacks. Now, none of these Polygon or the NATO events or anything like that are actually talking about and preparing for or exercising for AI-based cyber attacks. So that is unusual. Why would they not be preparing for that? Why would they be preparing for something that in their mind, is very unlikely to occur, which is a central bank digital currency launch, which creates this massive cascading downward spiral in the markets and, and everything else. I think we know what's going on here. The, the writing is on the, the wall, as it were. Now, there was another report that came out just over the last few weeks, and this is all, it's called Mitigating the Risk of Human Extinction. Yes, not light reading. So this came from the heads of the major AI labs, along with 350 execs and researchers, highlighting the importance of regulating AI. And Elon Musk is uh, actually calling for a complete pause on all AI development at the moment because of all the, the problems that he's seen. There was actually a U.S. military, I believe, Air Force exercise. It was out, I think it was last week. You can can find this somewhere online. And the AI software decided to kill its drone pilot operator, so it's human. Uh, Of course, I don't mean killed in real life. This was in a simulation, and it apparently did this several times even against directives. So I thought that was interesting. Luckily, it was just a simulation. But these people are saying that the advancement of AI is as risky as nuclear war, if not more so. The head of the Doomsday Clock has also agreed and said this is potentially worse than a nuclear war. Uh, Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, all these big people are actually calling for a pause on the development right now. And I did think it was funny that some of these people, n- not those ones I just mentioned, but you know, you you're you ones that want to keep developing it, they say the singularity is 50, 60, 70 years away yet. No, it's not. I think everyone with a brain knows the singularity is very, very close, probably within the next 20 to 30 years. The singularity, if you don't know, is where all human knowledge is eventually surpassed by an AI. So, you know, imagine one huge room with all the computer towers, I guess we can say. I'm not an AI engineer, but I could just visualize this huge room with all the towers and all the computers and everything with the blue lights flashing and all that sort of thing. And you have this AI, which is housed there and it has all human knowledge contained within this that is basically what the singularity is it's where one ai software is more intelligent than all human beings and there are a lot of people saying that this is very close within a decade I'd be surprised if it happened within a decade, but um, we'll see. But the risk is that once we get there, no human being will ever, even a group or, you know, the military or anything, will ever be able to overcome it and shut it down because it'll have more intelligence. But, you know, there are some positive things with AI that I should probably um, touch upon. And that could be in terms of healthcare, education, transportation, things like this. You know, medical diagnoses was another one that I wrote down. They just did a test on this AI software, which um, people would come in and they'd sit and talk to it and they would give a diagnosis. So it would say, oh, these are my sort of symptoms this is how i'm feeling and it was more accurate than the medical doctors so there are a lot of benefits for the ai but the problem is everything is converging at the same time at the moment at such a rapid rate that it is really running out of control so we have when you put all this together cbdc ai which could basically get out of the box. You've got NATO, Cyber Polygon and all these other groups preparing for this mass cyber attack. We've got reports of this global slowdown. We've got military conflict. We've got future military conflict. We've got a lot of problems still to come. We're definitely not out of this risk phase, I guess we can say, which I I still think is going to be right the way through this decade. I think we're only about three and a half years into this at the moment. I still think we've got a long time yet to go and that's as long as we don't go into such a deep recession that it becomes a miniature depression. But if it is going that way, I'll continue to update you and help you to navigate this storm. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for watching. Take care, God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow.